When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello again. Welcome to another edition of Big Chris Live, the live stream and then the podcast. My guest this evening is Dean Blundell, the Dean Blundell Network, which does host the podcast. And uh, great to be back. I got a new studio. It's been quite a journey. I can't even believe we're in, in like April, the end of April in 2022. It's just like it's not Jan 1. It's not New Year's Day. It's fucking wild how crazy things have been for me. Dean, thanks for joining me today, buddy. Dude, I'm so happy to be your first guest back after you quit radio. It's exciting. <laughs> Are we going to do like an exit interview? Like, what's? <laughs> yeah, dude, and I don't have anything. When you're a guest on someone's podcast, there's like no stress, no pressure, no anxiety, no anything. Because uh, yeah. uh, yeah. uh, it's not me I'm sewering when we have this conversation. So, yeah, uh, for sure, it's going to be exit interview. I want to get into it. And it's just real. I'm really happy to to just, I mean, we talked on the phone yesterday, but uh, yeah. just to catch up, it's always good to catch up with good people. So uh, very happy that you've uh, moved. And I know you big changes in your life and Huge. we're going to talk about them today, but let me just say this. Any yeah. guy that has Wayne Scotting in his studio is probably really rich. That's all I'm saying. Any guy with Wayne Scotting in his office is fucking loaded. This is, is it for real? Is that, is, how do you know that? That's I, what Wayne Scotting says. Every time I see Wayne Scotting, if you don't know what Wayne Scotting is, people, it's where you put like wood halfway up the wall and then yeah. it just looks ritzy and rich. And you're like, oh, fuck, is that mahogany? No, it's pine. Uh, we just painted it to look like mahogany. But dude, that is the sign of a wealthy individual. Someone that's like, I'm going to take a whole bunch of wood. I'm going to put it halfway up the wall so everybody knows how important I feel. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That I've splintered wood. It's, I couldn't go full. Full yeah. pine paneling. I no. want half. Well, like you, shorts. You, well, that's the cheapest way to look rich. Is what that's what I'm saying. It never, yeah, it's a shortcut. Yeah. Um, you know what I get a kick out of are the people yeah. that put like uh, vinyl flooring on their walls. Well, <laughs> <laughs> You're like yeah. that's not wainscoting, nor nor no. nor is it wood. Uh, no, it's but but fuck, is that ever a trick? Well, is that ever a great it's, trick? It's a real uh, hack. It's on BuzzFeed's uh, home reno hacks for millennials. Yeah, it is. Yeah, <laughs> millennial flooring on your wall. Anyway, how are you, bud? I, I'm great, man. Yeah, so thanks for noticing. The studio's coming along, coming along swimmingly. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, you know, I got everything hooked up to my to my fancy. Um, I'm going to have guests, uh, w those who are available or interested to in the studio. I've got like a big fucking leather chair, like a big guest chair. Yeah, you uh, which will be fun. And then, you know, of course, still doing remote interviews. Um, and yeah, man, it's it's great to great to have a, a, a new home, too. It's exciting. It feels like it happened in a, in a blink of an eye. Uh, you know, we've got this really nice house. And let me tell you that the housing price difference between the Ottawa region and the is it GTA, insane? Fucking crazy, man. So we we were living in this tight little three bedroom in Barrie, which mm -hmm. is you know right next to Toronto for the most expensive place to live in Canada. 
Yeah. Uh, and everybody thinks they're everybody thinks they're hacking the GTA by living in Barry until you get to Barry and you're like, fuck, it's just almost no. as expensive. Yeah. No. So yeah, it's 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 equally it's ten dollars per month's difference between Barry and Toronto for a one bedroom apartment. So almost even. Yeah. Uh, it, which is crazy. So we had this tight little three bedroom thing. Here we've got a three bedroom house with a full finished basement, uh, with Wayne Scouting. As scotting you Wayne Scotting. Now, if you watch Hometown on HGTV, which my wife makes me, it's um, Wayne Scouting. Is it? They say Wayne Scouting because they're from Mississippi. Low oh, Wayne Scouting. Yeah. Yeah. How many bathrooms you got in that new that new spot? You got three bathrooms, motherfucker. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank yeah, you. you. You've really hit the big time. Um, but like, what are we talking? So, like, let's say three bedroom shithole in Barry. Three bedroom, beautiful finished home, backyard, finished basement, three bathrooms, lots of rooms. A wicked what, ass shed. Half? You talking half? Oh, a wicked ass shed too to put your shed shit in. Half? Are we talking? This house, houses in this neighborhood generally go for around seven fifty to eight hundred thousand. Oh fuck! In that neighborhood, that you're yeah, in this in this general neighborhood, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Wow, dude. Yeah. It's a different world. And I, like, I was thinking about it the other day because I was talking to a friend of mine. I'm like, I think I'm going to move to PEI. I think I'm going to move to PEI. Live like a king. Or Edmonton. They've got really low home prices. Or maybe yeah. even Saskatchewan. But then I thought, fuck, everybody hates Saskatchewan. I'm not going there. Um, yeah. But yeah, like, if you, the, the time that we live in and the decision that you made, which I'm sure we're going to get to, to yeah. go on and uh, you know experience life, do something else, take a chance, uh, support your spouse, that kind of stuff. Um, it frees you up to be able to realize these things where you're like, oh my God, I was like boiled frogs. I should have never been okay paying 10 grand a month for a two bedroom, like a bachelor suite, you know, like, I'm, and then yeah. the struggle, and then you get out of the struggle and you're like, oh my God, life is actually pretty good. If you take a chance and you, uh, and you decide to, you know, roll the dice when it comes to your life. Right. And then the housing is just one of those things. Fucking great. Good for you. Well, yeah, and, and it bothers me though, and and uh, you know, I did a little mic check just for audio only subscribers uh, a while back, where I was just testing the mic out, and I said the same thing. You know, uh, it feels um, uh, it's wild. Uh, I'm fucking high because it's 4:20 today, and I forgot where I was going. <laughs> I was waiting for it. <laughs> it just went away. Don't you love that? Uh, yeah. You're like, maybe I should take a week off or I have Alzheimer's. Yeah. One of two. Yeah, things. one or the other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe I should have. Maybe no, we're talking about home day. prices and how you get out of your yeah. comfort zone and you realize yeah, life's I, actually pretty I, good. Exactly. Yeah. I made the big realization that it's, you know, a team sport and there's got to be a Batman and a Robin in the relationship. And, and yeah. I have to be Robin for a little bit. Um, you know, and, and I, oh, this is what I said on my podcast a while back. Uh, I hate being part of the great resignation. It fucking bothers me. It what, bothers from radio? me. No, well, from, from anything, from any industry, thousands of industries, people are just fucking quitting and saying, I'm doing something different. Or people are saying I'm quitting and I'm just moving to this place because this is where I want to be, or this is home or whatever the, the situation, right? Myself included. I hate being part of that, you know, time magazine statistic um it bothers me it eats me alive almost why because you lump yourself in with those people yeah i don't want to yeah i don't know but i mean i'm sure everyone has their reasons right i do time for my uh, family i'm 41, 41 41 as of a couple of weeks ago yeah okay 41 how long were you in radio for 21 years 21 years yeah. uh okay so 41 21 years 
uh, very successful in almost every market you've been in. And I, and I, I'm only saying that because I think you were very successful without the opportunity at your last gig, uh, despite, uh, you know, how people measure success. You were there for a long period of time. You're very good at your job. You're entertaining, uh, great in the hallway. Um, isn't it just time for some people like, didn't, didn't the pandemic just say to people like you and people like me, mm-hmm. what are you doing, dude? Why are you knocking yeah. yourself out for that? Why don't you believe in yourself just a little bit? And I think that, you know, you reframe that great resignation, which I get that you hate, but yeah. you reframe it into like, man, I'm, I'm fortunate that I'm in this group of people who are waking up, right? I'm fortunate that I'm in this group of people that go, I, I don't need this to define my life. And, and the external gratification I thought I got from that job. And radio is one of those jobs where you literally do it all for external gratification. That's for sure, why yeah. you're in the business. Yeah. And then you realize you have a, a daughter, right? You've got this beautiful new uh, one-year-old daughter. that, And you're like, that's really important to me. And then you realize you don't really fucking dig getting up at three in the morning to go do a job for people that don't really appreciate the job that you do. And then you realize that. Life might be better outside what you've been told you have to do for a long period of time. And that's what this is. That's what you call the great resignation. I call the great awakening. I think a lot of people have this inability to look at, you know, changes in their life like they're positive things. But by fucking God. I would hope that you would want to do something else after 21 years in radio. I would hope that you would go, fuck, you know, and I probably shouldn't rely on other people for my paycheck and my self-worth and my self-confidence, especially in industry and decline. So no great resignation. It's all about the great awakening, my man. Okay. You know what? I'll take that to the bank. Uh, You know, and I I dip my toe in a few different things uh, after getting here, you know, uh, uh, I, uh, there was a restaurant chain that was looking for a marketing manager. You know, I've been looking at doing social media for an insurance company, you know, like different, different fucking gigs like that. Um, but, uh, you know, all of it just seems like after doing radio for so long, it's like, you know, all that just sounds like a lot of fucking work. I know. Right. Oh That's the problem. You I'm touch so on good. something so fucking, uh, it's <laughs> endemic with people in this industry, right? In traditional yeah. media is that you got paid probably well, I did a lot of money to do a job that you did kind of for like, you know, seven minutes, an hour, 10 minutes, an hour yeah. towards the end of my career was like, you know, an hour, an hour, but it doesn't matter. But yeah. you, you got used to it, dude. I hate to tell you this. Radio is exclusively for lazy people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Almost. Yeah. Right? I would say so. Yeah. And then when yeah. someone's like, by the way, you got to do some due diligence and you might have to do a real job. Yeah. Instead yeah. of just talking about your poop and then, you know, doing a survey about how many women use uh, mascara and how many don't or the world's biggest hamburger or telling people what the weather's going to be like. Yeah. Or it's National Go Fly a Kite Day. National Go Fuck Yourself Day. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And it's not it's not um it's not a sustainable industry for people that um want more out of life, dude. And you wanted more out of life. It's fucking awesome. Well, thanks, man. I mean, that being said, I I do have a part-time radio gig lined up here in Ottawa already. So, you know, I mean, I Thank you. Thank you. Can you tell anybody where it is? You're allowed to talk about where it is. Um, the ink is just uh, drying now. So okay. uh, I'll wait for, I'll wait. I think I'll wait for the, the internal email to go out. 
Um, Change is as good as the rest. So, dude, listen, radio is great in a lot of different markets, not so in some markets, right? And, yeah. you know, the the opportunity has to meet your willing desire to be able to do that job, right? Yeah. And um, I don't know about you, but I get sick of shit after five or six years, you know? And and yeah. um, and so you might find and in this new radio gig that you got, and congratulations, by the way, Chris, you're Thanks, fucking man. really good at the gig. Um, but it's on your time right like it's the way that you want to do it you're like no fuck i'm gonna go and and you dude how long you been there a couple months month like march 3rd I march think. 3rd you've been there a month you've already got a radio gig uh yeah. you're highly employable because you're a good human being there's always going to be jobs for people like you but fuck it there's there's nothing wrong with someone that wants to do that on their own time it's when it defines you right well, and that's the genius of it is it dovetails with the current job, which is still, again, supporting my friggin' bomb ass wife, who's an executive in a home improvement industry, which is quite lucrative these days. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and her job promotions, which brought us here in the first place. So it's great that I can still Monday to Friday, keep the house up. I mean, we've got part time daycare. You know, which today is daycare day. It landed on 420. Yeah, motherfuckers. Did you engineer that on your own? Were you like, listen, daddy's got to get 12 alarm high today. So. <laughs> no, it's Monday, Wednesdays, and Friday. So three days a week. All right. I have her full time for two days a week. But I'm also on those Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. I'm doing all the groceries. I'm doing like mopping the floors and making sure the house is doing all the laundry. Like I'm, you know, I'm keeping house and uh, and making sure she gets to and from. So yeah, there's there's that responsibility Monday to Friday. And and even just an example of like she picked up a cold at daycare. She brought it home. She and I got sick back and forth for three weeks. You know, if I had like who has to take the time off to sit with her on the couch and watch Mickey Mouse Club? Uh, right. Exactly. So, like, why would I start a brand new full time gig where I'm having to take, having to take sick days? Right. This is not going to end this daycare cold. No, not for like, uh, by the way, not for like 10 to 12 years. Your child oh, will be a Petri fuck. dish for 10 to 12 years. So until you're 52, you're going to be consistently sick with things that she brings home. That's just and just, just accept it. No, no, just accept mm -hmm. it. It's part of the deal. She'll have the strongest immune system. She should be eating dirt at one, by the way, and licking like uh, telephone poles. And oh, yeah. You really it. want to fucking get her acclimatized to the illness world. I had her on the swings the other day and oh, yeah, she fucking it. licked the fucking swing. That's oh, yeah, the rubber did. tire fucking swing. I'm like, oh, fucking, oh, God. Anyways, <laughs> but, but that waking me up to say like, okay, well, is my wife heading back to her, you know, really good job, which is like triple what my former salary was? Yeah. Or, or, or do I ask her to take the day off or do I take the day off if I'm starting a new full-time job? No fucking way, man. I have so, a question for you. Part-time is you. great. Part-time is great. That's what I'm well, saying. Well, good for you. And it's on your terms, right? But I have a question yeah. for you in terms of like roles. Um, have you been able to put away the ego? Have you been able to say, Hey, listen, I'm going to do the best with what I have, where I am. And, uh, that job right now is to be a full-time dad and to be creative when I get a chance to be and really fill those gaps. Has that been hard for you to wrap your head around? Because a lot of useless, egotistical, asshole, toxic male dudes would be like, this sucks. I got to take a back seat. No, that's not the way the world works anymore. No, not at all, man. There's been none of that for me. You know, I cherish, uh, oh, it sounds so friggin' anyway. <laughs> I cherish, I cherish my time with my daughter, but I do, I do cherish the time. It's, it's, yeah. you know, it's, it's awesome. Uh, you know, to see her take her first steps and all those milestones to watch her eat food, to learn how to use a spoon, you know, and, and to, and to have a sense of humor, play hide and go seek. I mean, 
these are not difficult things to do, but they're important things to do with her. And I'm happy to get my fat ass down on the floor and on my knees and play, you know? So yeah, I'm, I'm not missing or there's no ego thing involved at all in that. I'm, I'm happy that we're succeeding our house and everything we're building here, putting down roots, you know, in my hometown of Ottawa, um, you know, that's, that's more important than anything for me. You guys are close to family now too, right? Yeah. My dad's like 20 minutes from here. And which uh, is good or bad, depending on how much you like your dad. Well, thank God we have a good relationship. Um, yeah. you know, and, uh, and my mom's like 25 minutes, you know, like every on either way. So, and it, yeah, we find pretty much because there's no fucking traffic here. Yeah. Uh, everything's 25 minutes away. We can be down at parliament in 25 minutes. How crazy minutes. is that difference, right? Leaving yeah. the GTA and then heading to Ottawa where it's like, oh fuck, I can get to where I'm going in the allotted time. Is, and I here's the other thing. I drive like a fucking asshole here by Ottawa standards. I after six years in the GTA, I'm a fucking maniac here, man. I'm in the fast lane. I'm like, why are we going 118? Why are we going 118? I'm getting angry. I'm shaking the thing. But it's normal. Yeah. It's, everyone says, yeah, that's just people go like maybe 120, and you're like, ooh, you know, in the fast way lane. Way to go, Edge Lord. Yeah. Yeah. I know. <laughs> There's yeah. I, I I went to PEI a few years ago. And if you don't like it, what you're talking about is the GTA driver, you morph into this like overly aggressive, sometimes like overly offensive driver. And it's just out of survival, right? Let's like, yeah. say if, if you don't if you if you can't speed up to overtake some asshole, or if you're not going with the speed of traffic, which in and around the GTA is about 120 to 130 depending on what highway you're on and if it's a toll highway, if it's 404 yeah. or the 401. Yeah. I mean, the series of highways here, people fucking cook, right? Yeah. And so when you get to a place like PEI or Ottawa, case in point, PEI, go for a golf trip, I'm fucking leaning on the horn behind this guy in a pickup truck who's doing 60 on a highway that's 100. Yeah. And I get in front of him, finally give him the finger. There's another 10 trucks in front of him doing the same thing. And then there's a space in front of those trucks, and there's another three or four trucks. Everybody out there yeah. just drives to get to where they need to go without any stress, without any. And it's like a fight and you have to like decompress. It's almost like you have to de-learn how to be a GTA driver when you fucking yeah. move. Oh, yeah. There's a big there's like that big like moment where you realize you're like, oh, I'm I'm I am I'm I'm the asshole. I'm, I'm the asshole here. They're not the yeah. asshole for driving slow. It, I'm the asshole. And yeah. uh, that was pretty wild. That was a wild realization uh and my wife was even like thank god we fucking sold the audi before we moved otherwise i'd be the i'd be like a real fucking prick like a one fucking prick <laughs> or she'd be a widow one of the two things yeah exactly well yeah. and the other thing somebody told me too is like the cops here are like the gestapo like they fucking pull you over for everything like speed wise oh, they? yeah they're really they really lock that's down. fucking yeah. weird because they let like eight thousand truckers down to parliament just for shits and giggles about a month and a half ago so it's amazing to me that the cops are like oh listen if you're doing 102 and a 100 you're fucked man that yeah. is unbelievable yeah. so they're assholes about you speeding and where you park yeah. But yeah. they're totally cool with, um, if I'm not mistaken, terrorists showing up and religious extremists camping out for a month on the fucking highway. I, I personally thought all those horns were like the welcoming party for me coming back no. home. I, that's what I thought. Did you did you get oh, there was, when it was on or right when it was over? Just at the end of it, yeah. Tail end, yeah. Yeah. No, I, yeah, that was a menace to the city. And, you know, I think there's even some people who might have supported the cause or supported the ideal that they initially were protesting here, uh, but then got immediately turned off about how obnoxious it was. 
uh the horns and so forth fucking right it was obnoxious i did were you scared because you're prepping to move up there at the time right like you're yeah. Barry, you're getting ready to move yeah. you quit your gig <laughs> at the radio station you're watching terrorists take over this beautiful downtown of the nation's capital you're like yeah, hey book- honey you watching this like we're moving hey honey there like there's minutes. a nazi flag check it out uh. <laughs> <laughs> hey look at all hey, the- look at our new house Let's play count the mega hats from our rooftop, you know? <laughs> hey, honey, look, another guy's taking a dump in our backyard that we haven't moved yeah. into yet. Look oh, yeah. That. They raided a soup kitchen for homeless people in downtown Ottawa. Like, oh, yeah, you know, of course you yeah. got all the dirt. Yeah. DeanBlundell.com yeah. for uh, dirt stuff. Dirt stuff. <laughs> well, it was convoy stuff. Like, I could, yeah. I still don't square that. Like, I understand what was at play here the old uh, yeah. theocratic conservative bullshit move where they're trying to make everybody uncomfortable and tell everybody life here is terrible. So you got to change governments. It's all a conservative yeah. grift and a PPC grift and a grift for your Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, too, of which, yeah. of which I'm not a fan. So uh, it's easy for me to be able to figure out exactly what those people were doing there. And what's really hard for me to understand is how fucking deep those cops are in Ottawa when it comes to giving you a ticket for a traffic infraction, but how cool they are with all the racist white pals showing up to be fucking pricks. Well, so there was there's, that. so I haven't had a chance to really get caught up on the local news or the local, local goss. Um, but I know that like the police board here is like, there's been like mass resignations and like oh, yeah. turnover and everything. It's like, oh man, oh, it's, yeah. it's pretty dicey. Anyways, we'll see how it all turns out. I'm sure there'll be lots of hot takes at the end of the day. Yeah, there always is. Um, but luckily our house is like, we're way outside. Like we're in the suburbs. Like we're like the equivalent of like fucking Richmond Hill, you know, in, in the GTA. GTA. Sort of. So you're North of the city. Really. Uh, well, it would be in this case, it would be like, southwest but like it's kind of the same sort of Canada? are you in Canada? is that the area no no, no. Yeah. we're in Barhaven oh I hear Barhaven's quite the mover and shaker community I hear the swingers there are huge so if you oh here it's a swinging community yeah well I, I, that's just what everybody says when someone moves into a neighborhood they're like oh look at for the stars oh, above the garage that means they're swingers yeah there's the one that the, the glebe the glebe neighborhood what I don't even know what the fuck a glebe is but there's a neighborhood in downtown Ottawa called the glebe and they and uh, the the rumor was is that if your garage is half open, like if you leave your garage, yeah, yeah, open, yeah. that means you're a swinger, right? <laughs> but where I fucking come from, man, the auto Ottawa... smoking weed. No, man, where I come from, that means I'm getting a fucking new snowblower. That's all that means. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah dude I, i've always Thank been amazed at those like swinger myths that you're like you'd be driving around with somebody like you drive through brooklyn ontario which is just east of where i live yeah, yeah. and it's like oh brooklyn that's the swinger capital of canada and then you get to uxbridge you're like oh uxbridge that's the swinger capital of ontario and you're like how the fuck where are you getting this from <laughs> everybody uses that all the time just it's like a conversation starter for people hey yeah. did you know that this is the swinger capital of alberta oh fuck i had no idea and it's all a lie and then they're like yeah. how do you know that well if uh if if they put like a, a a Canadian flag out front of their house, it means that they're swingers. Or if they leave their garage door halfway open, it means they're swingers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck, there's always one, eh? Yeah, well, you know what? This neighborhood very well might be uh, have some swingers in it because I filmed this. This is actual footage from here in Barhaven while I was out walking my daughter in the carriage. This guy.
That's a guy that just gave up. up. (laughs) Now, for the audio listeners, Dean, can you describe what you just saw? Yeah, just a dude with shorts on, walking his dog, no shoes, no shirt. And the shirt, uh, it kind of looks like he's wearing one. It's not. He's got that old vest back hair. uh, So much back hair, it looks like a vest. And he's uh, carrying a few extra pounds. And he's sauntering like he doesn't care if he lives or dies. Yes, I I did not realize there was a crack house in this neighborhood. I thought that, you know, the property value had canceled that out. But Uh, what was the temperature outside when you saw that guy walking with no shoes and no shirt? It was on my Instagram and I put the like the temperature thing on the Instagram story. Like it it was 13 degrees, but he was (laughs) barefoot, barefoot, not but his swim, what looks like swim shorts. Yeah. Walking his dog. I actually I think it I don't know if it was a rope. Let's see what he was. I can't that see he was it. walking the dog with just a yeah, rope we around his neck. Let's watch it again just to make sure. <laughs> yeah, I know. He's, he's got I love how the hair, hair stops right around uh, the back fat where the back fat starts. Oh, it love like immediately stops. Yeah, the muffin top and yeah. and and but he's literally walking around like it's thirty degrees outside, and he's got no choice but to disrobe. But in front of him, which is great, you see the dude on a bike, and he's yeah. wearing oh, a parka, yeah. and he's wearing a toque, and he's wearing gloves, <laughs> yeah. and it gives you some like fucking texture to how <laughs> fucked that guy is. That's a great neighborhood you live in. Nice. It is. Yeah, I know. I that's. I mean, within the first month that there was that sighting, and I thought it is a great neighborhood. To be honest, it really is. It's called Half Moon Bay. Ooh. It's oh yeah, there's a nice little lake, and you know, it's all very scenic, and and it was so funny because there were, you could hear kids playing in the background right like there was a, yeah. there's a park he was literally walking to the park like that and he as as we walked by and i wish i'd videoed this part uh uh you could hear the kids up on the play structure be like mom look that guy's not wearing any clothes <laughs> <laughs> i'm guessing he has a couple restraining orders in a few areas around town close yeah. to parks and schools <laughs> that's the dude that you see outside your school and you're like i'm just gonna call the police just in case just yeah. in case he's already got a restraining order at these yeah. schools yeah yeah the other thing that's uh i've i've noticed since moving here dean and i'll get your take on this this is old actually but it actually came on the tv because i don't remember i don't think i've ever watched the mickey mouse clubhouse but Mm -hmm. that same day so we had that incident and then we came back and we watched a little tv while i was making lunch and uh uh mickey mouse clubhouse is you know we got disney plus and it's on there so we're like great so we're putting on putting it on there and this was like from 10 years ago but because we started the whole thing over again we're starting from the very beginning of mickey mouse so we get all the early episodes this is from 10 years ago and it reminded me of this clip okay it's mickey park and once you get there look for the triangle shaped bush and remember to find your first mickey marker you need to find a triangle bush well, might as well take it up. I could look for that triangle bush later. Lots of shaped bushes. Now, where's that old triangle bush? Yippee! We found the triangle bush. And we found a Mickey marker. You found the Mickey marker. Wow. Just push this button for a special surprise. Special surprise. <laughs> that... I mean, I I remember seeing that, 
like 10 years ago and being like what the fuck and there it was in front of my very own eyes on my tv while my daughter's watching it the triangle bush the magic button you push the button the thing squirts sprays (laughs) out fireworks or squirts whatever (laughs) what the fuck are you watching and and listen i knew the second they were looking for the triangle bush what was going on but like you really got a great clip together. That was one, like, it was the repetition of the triangle bush and pushing the button. So this is the problem with what you just did, okay? Yeah. An evangelical Christian is going to see that. Oh, yeah. An extremist religious loser is going to see that and go, um, honey, we have a problem. And they're going to send it to Ron DeSantis in Florida. And all of a sudden, Disney's going to get shut down because of what you discover from a 10-year-old DVD about uh, trying to find shapes in a Disney thing and equating it to the triangle bush and Mm -hmm. the button you push on the bush to make things explode. We get it. (laughs) (laughs) You've just caused Disney all kinds of problems. I know. I know. I'm a menace. (laughs) And then no one's going to get a new episode of The Mandalorian after that fiasco. No, fuck no. You're welcome for ruining... (laughs) All the Marvel universe and all the fucking all the universes. Yeah. All the universes except for the 90 day fiance universe. I've never seen that show. What? Uh, no. No, I haven't seen 90 day uh fiance. I haven't seen the ultimatum. And uh someone I know is like big into the ultimatum. I'm like, I can't watch that. I just cannot yeah. watch shows where people are like, I think I love them. I'm not too sure. Uh yeah. I just met somebody. I I can't watch shit that's put on that is like I can't even watch Survivor anymore. I can't watch any reality TV because none of it's real. You and I both know that, right? You know, reality yeah. TV isn't real, correct? Oh, well, yeah. No, but that, that's why I like it. Like 90 Day, the producer of the 90 Day, it's a universe. Like my, Marvel has a universe. 90 Day has a universe now. I'm not mm. even joking. And the producer of the whole thing is none other than the same producer that was producing the Jerry Springer show for its okay. entire run. So, I mean, like, listen, I just love it, though. I know it's not yeah, yeah. real. I'm not, I don't believe it's real. But, man, these fucking people. Anyways, it's it's uh you don't watch it so we can't have an in-depth discussion about it but before we let dean go and before we wrap up this podcast mm-hmm. we have to talk speaking of tv shows one that i know that we both watch curse of oak island mm. have you have you seen up to that finale do you feel i felt ripped off by the ending i usually i have a lot of hope but they found a fucking rubber boot that was the fucking finale basically are you starting to get the impression and i've got six minutes to wrap this up yeah. But are you starting to get the impression that we've been taken for a ride in Nova Scotia? Are you starting to get the impression that they kind of know there's no treasure to be found? If you are a Curse of Oak Island a fan, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Rick and Marty Lagina, by the way, Billy Gerhard's never looked better, um, and <laughs> especially when he wears shorts. Um, but I, I got that I, for the first time in the nine seasons I've been watching Curse of yeah. Oak Island. I feel like I'm getting ripped off. I feel like, wait a second. I think they know that there's nothing there. I yeah. think that they know that there's no treasure. I think that yeah. I think that they know. I think that they know that it's just remnants. And it's really just about being the number one cable show on television, right? Yeah. I had hope that it was real and they were going to find treasure. I think they string us along because you're right. The most climactic point in that entire show this year was when they found a piece of a boot. Yeah. Yeah. They were trying to pass it off as former President Roosevelt's boot, too. And I'm like, no, it's not. It's just a rubber boot. Could it be former President Roosevelt's boot? Like, what? Fuck off. Oh, dude. And 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 here's the thing is the hopefulness behind that whole show, which I love. I get it. 
I know. But and you have to watch it, especially the early episodes. You're like, could it be? And we're men. We like digging. We like finding things. We're all treasure hunters. So it yeah. it appealed to me. And now I'm like, no, nah, this is just like every other thing for mainstream media. These guys are just fucking string us along. Yeah. I've I've they've done more to help me not trust media than newspapers have. And that says a fucking lot because I'm starting to think that Rick and Marty are pulling one over on us for the fucking TV ratings. That's what I think. Well, if you look at the producer, it's also the producer from the Jerry Springer show. No, I'm just Same joking. Guy? No, no, I'm joking. I'm just joking, man. But it feels like it might be. Mm-hmm. Feels mm-hmm. like it's potential. Do you there. feel that too? Are you feeling a little like, I'm uh, I don't know if I'm going to very... invest next year into it. I, I think I'm... I'm waning. No, I'm I'm gonna check it out, but I'm maybe not gonna go week to week with it. You know, maybe I'll just wait for like six episodes to launch and then watch all six of them, and then maybe keep going. You know, depending on how those six were. Mm-hmm. You know, like I'm gonna I'll still dip my toe in. I've been obsessed with the the treasure on Oak Island, Nova Scotia, since I was in the third grade. We've been over this, so got 100 yeah. on a third grade project because you did a thing about curse of oak island dude i love the idea every guy does like yeah. if you said to me dean you you can pivot and do one thing and one thing only i'm like fucking dig for treasure for sure i would yeah but yeah. not when there's none to be found i feel like we're getting fucked that's all i have to say about yeah. curse of oak island all right okay well i'm glad we're i'm getting there maybe in that and it looks like billy's really embraced wellness <laughs> if you just google billy gerhardt just and Google images that, and you'll know who we're talking about. Yeah, exactly. he is not got a six pack. He's got a keg. <laughs> uh, thank you for listening to Big Chris Live, the live stream, the podcast. Thanks for joining us uh, this evening, and thanks to you, Dean Blundell, DeanBlundell.com, the podcast host for this uh, podcast and many others, including his own. And check out Joe, the nerd dad, Williamson as well. And uh, his podcast uh, guested with him recently. Yeah, you're and, great. Uh, oh, thanks, man. Yeah, hoping to have him b- uh, back on this podcast. We'll talk some dad stuff. The Podcast Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm John Gay from Jag and Detroit Podcasts. I'm Matt Kundle from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. And I'm Johnny Peterson from Straight Up Podcasts. Together, they form the Podcast Super Friends, an alliance of podcast masterminds sharing best practices, insights, and discussions to help make you a better podcaster. Follow or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at soundoff.network. It is your favorite girl. That's right. It's the Ali Mars, the one and the only. Everyone else just ain't me. I am the host of Welcome to Mars, a lifestyle podcast where nothing is off the table. I have come a long way from sex and dating and have transformed the new vibe to all things lifestyle. We still talk sex, but I'm more interested in the journey, where people have come from, how they made it, and where they're going. Subscribe or follow to a brand new look and a brand new era. Welcome to Mars. Subscribe or follow on Apple, Spotify, Google, or at theallymars.com. Because even with the new look, I'm still that same bitch you love to hate.